Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindra Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. I'm Judith Rivers, who along with my husband, Dwayne, formed the Rivers team with the Phyllis Browning Company. The Rivers team possess a deep understanding of both residential and ranch properties. The Rivers team pride ourselves in providing client personalized service from the initial listing meeting to staging and photography to marketing and even to the final negotiations. The Rivers team reinvents real estate with luxury concierge at your service. Find us at theriversteam.com. Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at godandourdogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs, where we discover a new perspective by relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. This is Meg Greer, your host. We will talk with people just like you about the lessons they learned from their dogs about God. You can find us at GodInOurDogs.com, hashtag GodInOurDogs on Instagram, and at the God and Our Dogs on Facebook website. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. The way that happens is the same way our other relationships develop. We spend time together, we learn about one another, we develop trust in one another, and through experience, our relationship transforms. On God and Our Dogs, we share stories, giving us insight to time, training, trust, and transformation with our dogs. Those stories give us aha moments, helping us see ourselves the way God sees us. Those aha moments bring us one step closer to God as we learn to rely on Him the way our dogs rely on us. I'm looking forward to hearing our guest Pete Johnson's stories today on God and Our Dogs. Pete is the pastor of Christ of the Hills Church in Bernie. His dog would describe him as loving and kind. I know this to be true of him with people as well. I've been blessed to be friends with Pete for many years now. Welcome, Pete Johnson. We are so happy to have you join us today. Oh, Meg, it's so good to be with you. You're a dear friend. It's uh, it's really fun to cheer you on in this endeavor. Well, and I love cheering you on in all of yours as well. And I know your family dog, Charlie, yep. was quite a good friend to you and the entire family. Tell us all about him. Well, uh, Charlie uh, brings fond, fond memories to us. We've lived in Bernie, Lori and I have, and our three kids for 20 years. And we got Charlie the year after we moved here. Uh, he lived with us for 17 years and uh, died in 2019. Charlie, you need to picture a white fluffy ball. He was a Bichon Brisse, which means he's in the Maltese family. He weighed probably 10 to 12 pounds. He was hyperallergenic, hypoallergenic. That's why we uh, chose him in particular. 
and um, he didn't shed in, in other words and uh, kind of worked through our family allergies quite well and all those kinds of things he was the perfect dog for us he was full of life and uh, when I think of Charlie I think of three different life stages when he was in his puppy phase we had to teach him how to become potty trained and eventually he'd scratch on the door mm-hmm. and uh, tell us it was time to go outside uh, that's when I discovered our dog is a genius He's really? really, really smart. He could, he'd could he look at you and like he was thinking thoughts and things, and uh, it just really quickly became part of the family. He sort of felt like it was uh, uh, very much uh, part of who we were. Uh, he loved, there's a couple things that are unique to uh, Bijan's, and uh, I, in my early um, days with him, thought it was unique to him. Then my uh, wife, Lori, quickly pointed out, no, this is all of them. But they like to perch high in the room, meaning crawl up on the back of your chair or in the back of the couch. And they're kind of like the king of their domain. I pictured him kind of like the Lion King. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was always one of my favorite things about Charlie. Uh, He was a tremendous guard dog, um, although like a few of your guests a couple weeks ago were pointing out, that doesn't mean he would necessarily do anything, (laughs) bite anybody, but he was the first to start barking when the mailman would come up or when a truck would drive up the driveway, so he would alert us to uh, any potential dangers. but he, what I really loved uh, about Charlie is he, he really was a cuddler and a great, beautiful companion. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, he would sleep next to you in a chair at night. We'd uh, uh, kind of bring him into our bed and kind of sleep with us there. Um, and uh, like I said, at times I felt like he was talking to us. It, sometimes just with his eyes and his face, his expressions, you just kind of just uh, knew there was a lot happening on the inside as he was sort of... Uh, Sending uh, Charlie love your your way. Mm-hmm. We adjusted to transitions with Charlie through life. So you know, as I mentioned, when he was a puppy, and then when he's at his adolescent years, he would love to run around in circles in the backyard. I kind of felt like he was in the circus, and uh, <laughs> so we'd run outside, and uh, our kids in their teenager years would kind of run around in circles. Charlie would be chasing them and barking them, and and uh, it was just so fun. He brought so much life to the family. We'd travel with him. We were a big road trip family we drive all across the country and uh, charlie would be just a part of that as as much as anything and then we'd let him out at the gas station or truck stop and have to chase down charlie yeah yeah he had to check it all out so yeah. many neat smells yes. oh my goodness yes. well yes. we're here on god and our dogs with pete johnson who's the pastor at christ of the hills church here in bernie so those truck stop adventures yes did they ever kind of calm down the older he got, or was he always on the adventure with you? No, they really did calm down. And and as did he. You know, the older he got, uh, less energy, less running around. And there's a lot of life lessons that come with that, you know, with our dogs as they uh, sort of uh, step into a season of just not having as much energy. Instead of jumping up on the chair, we had to lift him up and kind of help him that way. His last three or four years, uh, it, it, it we sort of played more of a role of comforter mm-hmm. instead of him sort of being the comforter with us. He was in growing pain and arthritis and a little bit of a of role, role yeah. change. It really was. It really was. But very much at the center of our family um, all the way through that. But it was interesting how uh, uh, we learned to love him differently as his needs changed, uh, just maybe like he loved us throughout our journeys and our needs changed as mm-hmm. well. It's interesting. We talked about the dog being a comforter, um, there's something healing about that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there really is. In my story, I, I didn't grow up being a dog person. In fact, I uh, 
I kind of had some bad memories of uh, dogs in my early days. Uh, my family went through a divorce, and so a dog got lost in the midst of that. His name was Snoopy. And, um, you know, developed some illnesses and mange and different things that meant he wasn't being cared for. And so when you're a little guy, I didn't, I didn't really know what, what that was about, what to do with that. And uh, didn't really think I ever wanted a dog as an adult. Uh, and so for the sake of our kids and our family and Lori, we, we got Charlie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a great gift to our family. Yeah. And he really kind of redeemed maybe some bad memories for me when I was younger. Now I consider myself to be a great lover of dogs. Yeah. And certainly a great a lover of Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that makes me think. When you were a kid, you looked at the care of your dog in one way, and as an adult in a different way. What kind of changes did you notice? Well, I think when I was younger, I missed uh, the great gift that our dogs can be to us. And uh, the love and care that they actually can give us. You know, they're wonderful companions. We hear that phrase often, but until you experience it, you don't really know what that's like. And so I would say I I knew what it was like to be loved by my dog Mm -hmm. as much as I learned to love my dog over time. Yeah, yeah. And it also kind of gives you the insight as to how you can share that love with your kids yes. uh, so that they didn't end up having the same kind of experience that you did. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think the differences were in how you handled uh, raising a, a, a puppy and into, a, mm-hmm. into his uh, teenagerhood and adulthood as no. a father compared to maybe what happened in your childhood? Yeah, well, I think including uh, our children in the process, teaching them how to love and care well for Charlie and... Um, making that kind of a team effort, a family effort. It wasn't just, you know, mom's job or my job, those kinds of things. It was it, it very much, when I described Charlie at the center of our family, that's where he was. And everybody was involved in it, every part of the process. Yeah, well, we're here with Pete Johnson um, talking about his dog, Charlie. And it really makes me think a little bit from the standpoint of that caring, that that takes a lot of discipline as a parent mm-hmm. to not do it yourself, but to get your kids to be involved in that whole process. How would how did you do that successfully? Boy, that's a great question. I attribute any good thing that came out of our family to my wife, Lori. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't necessarily know that I remember that being intentional as much as just natural. And uh, because we embraced him in our family and we did that all together, uh, it, it just sort of felt like that's sort of how we try to live life with with each other and in the family and healthy relationships and Charlie was just a part of that. I think of him and I've had the benefit of seeing his picture and he definitely was a white fur ball. Yep. How in the world do you care for a dog that's a white fur ball? Well that's a great question and you know uh, in some ways that that's sort of a high maintenance effort if you will that may be a little strong but but we took him to a groomer consistently his, his uh, hair and fur and everything needed to be you know kind of combed out you know regularly and we'd wash him in the bathtub and all that kind of stuff i say we in the yeah, the most gracious sense Lori and molly <laughs> our daughter would would mostly wash charlie but um but those kinds of things are just kind of part of the package just kind of right. goes with it he was primarily an indoor dog, and uh, so he just would go out, outside when he needed to go to the restroom. We didn't have to walk him around the neighborhood or those kinds of things. We just let him run around the back backyard for a little bit, and then he'd come inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that probably made it a little bit easier. No, yes. no combing mud. Yeah. Yes. You know, cake yeah. mud out yeah. of his hair. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some breeds where that's you know that's part of the territory, but yeah. that's the 
one of the things we enjoyed about having kind of a house dog, if you will. Yeah, that's true. Well, we're here with Pete Johnson, who is with Christ of the Hills Church, and uh, you're listening to God and Our Dogs. And before we talk a little bit more with Pete, uh, as far as how we can identify what life with God is like on an everyday basis, like with our dogs, I'd like to tell our listeners a little bit about a treat we have for them. And we have some great sponsors here at God and Our Dogs, Wheelers Western Outfitters, Cibolo Family Medicine, Kendall County Abstract, the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, and Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital. Because of them, we get to give one of our lucky listeners a treat each month. This month, it is a $100 Amazon gift card. Go to our website, godnardogs.com, to enter, and the winner will be announced there at the end of each month. So go to godandourdogs.com and enter to win an Amazon gift card treat. Well, we're going to take a little break and tell you about how wonderful one of our sponsors in particular is, the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, and then we'll be right back with Pete Johnson to hear more about Charlie on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer. The Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning are husband and wife, Judith and Dwayne Rivers. I can attest to the Rivers Team's deep understanding of residential and ranch properties. Judith and Dwayne genuinely care for clients. The Rivers team handles it all, from strategizing before the listing to staging, marketing, negotiating, and closing a favorable deal. Buying and selling real estate is stressful. The Rivers team makes the process as enjoyable as possible. That's how the Rivers team is reinventing real estate. TheRiversTeam.com This is God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. We are back with Pete Johnson, pastor of Christ of the Hills Church in Bernie. Before the break, Pete was telling us about his family dog, Charlie. And we can really identify, I think, as each of us as dog owners with the stories that that he was telling us that Pete had and his, each of his uh, family members had with Charlie. And um, Pete told me a little bit about a book when I first visited with him about joining us today and I'd like to tell our listeners a little bit about that book Pete just to lay some foundation for our discussion and you introduced me to the to the book called A Shepherd's Look at Psalm 23 and it's written by W. Philip Keller and honestly I kind of wondered why you were telling me about this book (laughs) because you know it's about sheep and shepherds and what does that have to do with dogs? I know yep. there's sheep dogs around somewhere, but I, I don't know if they were in biblical times or not. <laughs> but wow, after I read the first chapter, I was really struck by Keller's reminder that biblical times were rural. And um, he made me think of all the Bible stories that are um, have those agricultural references like soil and crops and wheat and grapes and sheep. And as a result, of our recent census, it really hit me, gosh, we are not rural anymore. We are very urban, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it got me to wondering, you know, we miss out a lot on of the richness and the truth of these stories because we really don't understand the context. Whereas the people that read those stories originally or heard those stories originally more appropriately, um, they got it. They yeah. understood exactly what was involved. Yeah. So I kind of wonder, Pete, 
Could God be using our dogs to help us bridge that gap in our understanding? I think you're exactly right. And in many ways, when I think of um, God's animal kingdom and why he chose to create animals in the first place, the gift of dogs to us, I think is a great picture of that. We learn about the character of God. We learn about companionship. We learn about caring for another um, being. Uh, so it's a two-way lesson in my mind. We, we learn about um, ourselves and we learn about God through our dogs. I think that's um, wonderful, beautiful. I've even been thinking about the, the pandemic and, you know, there are a lot of challenges and uh, difficulty that has come through these last 18 months that we've all experienced together. But it's in some ways, uh, you, if you look for the gifts or perhaps some of the blessings that might be hidden, it's pushing us outdoors. It's pushing us outside. And some of those experiences are finding the comfort of our dogs, um, just having extra time to take walks, to sit outside. And um, I know a lot of the struggles in my own life, um, Charlie was very much a a great comfort to me. Um, I shared with you earlier about going through cancer treatment. I've um, been in that journey for 12 years now. And um, I remember uh, when I was in the early phases of that, uh, I'd come home from treatment and sort of have chemo brain for a week. And I couldn't really think much, do much. It was kind of hard to work. So I'd sit in the backyard and Charlie would sit right next to me. Mm-hmm. And he'd be comforting me, and we'd sort of stare at birds and nature and this giant grapevine that grows on my back high fence. And uh, it was just a, a beautiful picture and reminder of the comfort that we find in nature, out mm-hmm. in God's creation. And that's a little bit about what that Psalm 23 book reminded me of. Right, right. Well, we're here with Pete Johnson, and, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about sheep. I mean, I've, I've seen them in pastures grazing, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know that sheep really have a personality they have fears they're anxious they're stubborn they have bad habits yep but they can also be very good for a pasture if they're managed the right way um they've got a lot of really positive attributes and that made me kind of think about my dogs in a way i've had i've had dogs with a lot of personality and i've i really have a, a dog right now that's currently very anxious and fearful about some things. And that kind of has developed into some bad habits. Uh, so maybe there is some similarity between sheep. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah there's similarities between sheep and there's also similarities uh, with the shepherd mm-hmm. and uh, what we can learn about caring for our yeah. dogs in the manner that the shepherd does with his character being trustworthy and, and loyal that the sheep can relax when they're with him. Right. And, uh, Keller goes into great detail about what the rod and the staff did, and they they really were comfort. It it wasn't really that much discipline so much, yep. and he even mentioned that um, it was almost a, a a praiseworthy event to have the staff touch his favorite sheep. Mm-hmm. Now it was a, a loving kind of a yeah. of a connection, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, absolutely, and and a way of protecting. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the sheep could relax because he knew a, the strong shepherd was nearby with that staff. Right, uh, right. It wasn't like, you know, a, a punishment tool. It was to protect him from other animals. Right. Yeah. Um, it seems to me that we hear this psalm so much, really at sad times in our life, but this, this 
psalm was not written to be sad. I think it was very joyful in many ways Mm -hmm. because it was about the character of the shepherd. Yes. Uh, What kinds of things did Keller talk about in regards to the character of a shepherd? Yeah, well, the fact that they're trustworthy, the the fact that they're constant companion. You know, I found it fascinating. He pointed out, and he was literally a a shepherd in East Africa, Mm -hmm. so he's sort of writing from experience. And he mentioned that from his experience, you uh, at night is the time that the sheep get the most anxious. They're one of the few animals in the animal kingdom that present anxiety. I found that fascinating. And he would lay down with them at night and sleep through the entire night, vigilant that they would be attacked by any animals protecting them. And that's what would allow the sheep to sleep. So, boy, if somebody's willing to care for you at that level, that shows they're trustworthy. Right. Laying down their life literally for Mm -hmm. you is pretty Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, and he also described the the work involved uh, in taking the sheep to high ground during the summertime. Mm -hmm. Uh, So those valleys um, were usually had rivers and water was plentiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that kind of gives me a little bit different look. Um, than what I'm used to thinking about when I usually hear that psalm. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it really is a comforting psalm for a reason. Mm -hmm. And he also talked about how special it was to belong to the shepherd, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if it was a good shepherd. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm his. He almost sort of wear that with uh, courage and honor, you know, he chose me. Yeah. Right. And he kind of contrasted that, um, the shepherd character um, with the shepherd that was next door that maybe yep. didn't care yep. for his sheep quite so much. Yeah, who was a hired hand. It was just, a, you know, just working there for the day. And the good shepherd is the one that sleeps, you know, 24 hours with him. You're mine. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Yeah. Um, the other thing I didn't realize that really made me think a lot about dogs is that sheep require more care mm-hmm. than any other livestock. Yeah. Yeah, I found that fascinating. Yeah. Because they have pests and things that bother them. They can't relax, you know. They're also relational. They can't sleep at night if they're sort of not at peace with all the other sheep in their herd. I found that fascinating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it does make a lot of sense that you shared that book with me because there are so many similarities Mm -hmm. with our dogs. Yep. And uh, how how can we translate the shepherd, that character, into how we shepherd our dogs. Well, you know, uh, four images come to mind that the, the shepherd offers the sheep and that we can offer our dogs. One is grace, the other is love, care, and nurture. And I've also experienced that back from Charlie in our case. I felt like all four of those words, amp, you know, amply describe kind of what it was like having him in our family. Mm-hmm also gives us an insight into the character of who God is. If we want to learn more about him and how we can rely on him because of how our dogs rely on us, Mm -hmm. if we're a good shepherd, then we can look at God with the same kind of um, affection. Yeah. I love that about how he works. He he teaches us about himself and his nature and character in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And I think he loves to do it through dogs. Yeah, that's so true. Well, Pete, it's been great to have you with us today, and I would love for you as pastor to tell our listeners about Christ of the Hills Church. Well, thanks for that opportunity, Meg. 
so Christ the Hills is located on Highway 46 East, if you're heading out from Bernie towards New Braunfels. It's, uh, before you get to Cordillera, kind of closer to Bergheim, actually, than to Bernie, it's in the Flags Business Park, just past the Nichols Ranch, if you happen to be familiar with that, neck of the woods. We're a small church plant. I've been the pastor for coming up on about two years, and prior to that, Lori and I were members there for four years. We're a multi-generational church. We're highly relational. We love that about uh, being a smaller congregation. We value God's Word. Love to talk about walking with Him and applying God's Word to our lives. And you can find out more information about our church and what's happening at ChristoftheHills.org. That's ChristoftheHills.org. Awesome. Thank you. Well, this is Meg Greer, and we've been here on uh, God and Our Dogs uh, with Pete Johnson today. And I'd like to leave our listeners with a little thought to ponder. And yes, you did hear that right. It's ponder, P-A-W-N-D-E-R. Ponder. Yes. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about um, the shepherd and the character of the shepherd. And it makes me think about, you know, some things come easier than others for me. And maybe for you, too. Um, Maybe I can be helpful and I can be compassionate and I can be loyal. Those are all the character characteristics of God. Um, and if I want to be a good shepherd, I need to be all of those things. But I also need to be other things that are maybe a little bit more of a challenge for me, which is unfailing, just, unselfish, wise, dependable, um, Those are all things that a good shepherd has. And so my thought to ponder today is, what is easy for our listeners and for me to do? And what do I need to work on a little bit? What do I need to ask God to give me more of so that I can be a better shepherd uh, to those in my life, my dogs, my family, my friends, and just those that I encounter along the way every day. So that's our thought to ponder for the day. And I hope everyone will consider joining us again next week here on God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you and thank you for joining us. You can listen to God and Our Dogs again on your favorite podcast site. And if you have a neat story about God and your dog, you can always send me an email at stories at godandourdogs.com. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram at hashtag God and Our Dogs or on Facebook. And um, you can always find us at GodInOurDogs.com. Please join me next week for God and Our Dogs for some new perspective for relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. I'm Judith Rivers, who along with my husband, Dwayne, formed the Rivers team with the Phyllis Browning Company. The Rivers team possess a deep understanding of both residential and ranch properties. The Rivers team pride ourselves in providing client personalized service from the initial listing meeting to staging and photography to marketing and even to the final negotiations. The Rivers team reinvents real estate with luxury concierge at your service. Find us at theriversteam.com.